0: Thank you, Mark, and uh, what a privilege it is to be among medical missionaries here at the 8th Annual Amen Conference. What a privilege to be part of God's great Advent movement. Recently, I had the privilege of visiting the country of Israel for the first time and walking where Jesus walked. Thank you for that beautiful rendition this evening. But I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, you don't have to go to Israel to walk where Jesus walked. You just have to go out onto the streets and into the cities and into the villages and the towns where people are hurting, and that's where Jesus walks. You can walk. You are walking where Jesus walks. You know, it's a privilege, by God's grace, to be alive in the final days of Earth's history and the culmination of the Advent movement. You know, what a time to bring your testimony, as is the theme for this annual conference, your testimony, looking at how Christ can work through each of you in these last days. And as I looked at the uh, program that uh, was organized for the weekend, I know that God is gonna bless you in an enormous way with the testimonies that people are going to share this weekend. Testimonies. Testimony is to reveal in your own life the bearing of witness to God's power working through you and in you to help accomplish the great task that he has in store for his people. You know, in this country, we are just about at the end of a very interesting political season with many proposals and pronouncements about endless topics, including health care. And although Seventh-day Adventists worldwide as a church, do not take sides in political and national political activities. We do have strong convictions on what God's plans are for His creatures, which include health care and complete health. And as we all know, God has the best health care plan available. The ultimate plan to restore us physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. He calls for us to share it, to tell the world through loving kindness and interaction, pointing people to the one who can bring about abundant life. Now, as Seventh-day Adventists, we believe in the whole person concept, in ministering to every part of of the individual, to those around us in a very comprehensive way. In fact, that beautiful verse of 3 John, verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And long before the current promotion of whole person health, God, the creator of the human race, and everything good on this earth, was declaring that he wanted us to be healthy, to be revived, to be reformed through the Holy Spirit's power. And he wants us to understand that we are a complex creature, each of us, made in his image by his hand and through his breath on the literal sixth day of a recent creation week. Our magnificent creator wants us to be in the best of health In every way and to prosper through our relationship with Christ in our service to others and for him following Jesus beautiful example as we read in Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 to 38 and Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You see, Christ's ministry is to be our ministry as health professionals pastors, church workers, community and social workers, and church members. Jesus went into the cities and the villages where the people are. And I want to appeal to each of you as health professionals in this wonderful organization of amen. And let me just, on behalf of the World Church, thank you for organizing this organization called AMEN, the Adventist Medical Evangelism Network. May it prosper and increase. May it be a blessing, not only here, but around the world. I want to urge you to join the World Church in the great work of reaching people in the cities. Follow Christ's example, and reach out to those in need where the masses live. We now live in a world, as you know, that is made up of more than 50% of the world's population living in the urban areas of the world. So join God's people in this great mission to the cities. Medical Ministry, page 304. There is no change in the messages that God has sent in the past. The work in the cities is the essential work for this time. When the cities are worked as God would have them, the result will be the setting and operation of a mighty movement such as we have not yet witnessed. I want to urge you to earnestly study, pray, humble yourself, and seek God's direction as a people pleading with him for the outpouring of the latter rain of the Holy Spirit so that we can see this mighty movement take place. The world is wearing out and I believe with all my heart as I do believe you do as well that Jesus is coming soon. His literal second return is upon us. Let's follow Christ's example and go into the cities to reach the people where they are. Now this ministry of Jesus is to be the burden of every Seventh-day Adventist. In following Christ's work for the people of the cities, where possible, we are to work with this in and out concept that is presented in the spirit of prophecy. It's a very expansive work. It will involve every church member, every evangelistic resource, every possible outreach and witnessing activity. You see, in every city, Seventh-day Adventists should minister to people not only from their local churches but also from such centers of influence like health centers, clinics, vegetarian restaurants, reading rooms, counseling centers, community service centers. We ought to have health lectures, literature evangelism, small group outreach, door-to-door mission work, innovative media evangelism, social work that follows Christ's methods, personal and small group Bible studies, public evangelism, comprehensive health ministry, and a myriad of other things that the Lord is going to help you and others discover as we move into the very last days of earth's history. This work is going to be requiring a massive amount of lay membership involvement as well as established denominational entities that are doing their work in the cities and in the large centers of the world. We need pastors, health professionals, church members, working together as indicated by the spirit of prophecy in what is termed a blended ministry. In Manuscript 117, written in 1901. It says this, Every minister of the gospel should be prepared to do practical medical missionary work. The medical missionary work is to be as closely united with the gospel ministry as the arm is united to the body. The reluctance shown to the promulgations of the principles of health reform is caused by an unwillingness to deny self. In our large cities, the medical missionary work must go hand in hand with the gospel ministry. It will open doors for the entrance of truth. You see how powerful and important your work is in the end of time? Praise God for the way that people are developing various outreach ministries. Uh, The the beautiful ministry that was just shared about wind, and how you can win wellness in a powerful way in which uh, God can use this kind of an outreach. You see, in this vital work of soul winning in the large cities, God is calling us to reinvigorate the use of medical missionary work, or as we are placing a new term before people, comprehensive health ministry something that involves an entire approach to wholeness and well-being that everyone can participate in. This is a balanced, comprehensive health ministry that must have the united efforts of denominational organizations, self-employed health professionals such as many of you, and supporting ministries. Now, the out part of the city work involves outpost centers or small institutes in the countryside just outside the cities where city workers can live or at least visit, be refreshed from their work in the cities, where simple health lifestyle centers can care for guests who want to learn a new approach to life. I was reading in the promotional material about uh, Dr. Tim Howe and uh, the outreach that he has in the state of Maine. We all know of what Weimar is doing and many other institutes, Yuchi uh, Pines and many others uh, represented here. And that's what we need outside of each one of these large cities around the world. We need to, a place where young people can be trained for city evangelism. We need. Holy Spirit-inspired strategic planning by administrators and pastors and health professionals for every city around the world that will produce the kind of beehive of comprehensive health ministry that was described by Ellen White taking place in San Francisco about about 1906. In fact, uh, Don McIntosh just mentioned to me this evening before the meeting began, that they are attempting to do the same type of beehive activity in San Francisco that was done now a hundred years ago. This is the type of thing that we need in a place like New York City. I was just speaking with a, an old friend, uh, John Lupins, who is here this evening. He wrote a book, New York, a Symbol, because Ellen White indicates that New York was to be a symbol as to how the rest of the world was to be worked. And many years ago, he and I, when we were pastoring in Greater New York Conference, John wrote a book. We collaborated a bit on this, and he has a great burden for it. New York, a symbol as to how the rest of the world should be worked. In fact, next year, we're going to be holding about 350 to 400 public evangelistic meetings in New York, in the metropolitan area, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. Many individuals from other parts of the world are going to come and participate with us so that they then can go back from New York to their large cities in the various divisions around the world to do the kind of comprehensive urban evangelistic work that we are seeing developed in New York. And New York will then truly, by God's grace and through the Holy Spirit's power, be a symbol as to how the rest of the world should be worked. Pray for New York. Pray for the people that are going to be helping us in that tremendous evangelistic outreach. My wife and I will be holding one of those meetings in the very uh, the very church where I began my ministry West 11th Street in Greenwich Village in Manhattan. And let me tell you if ever there was a place that needed comprehensive health ministry it's Greenwich Village. Now all of this is going to be preceded and followed up by community outreach and a comprehensive approach to reaching New York and the other cities of the world. I ask for you to earnestly pray that the Holy Spirit will be poured out without measure upon his people, God's people in New York. I want to especially urge young people here tonight, and those who might be listening at some future time. Young people, young professionals God has placed a burden upon you to see that his counsel in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy is fulfilled through his power in these last days. I want to call on young people to take this burden in a very powerful way. He's calling on all of us to be part of this blended ministry to show compassion on those who are weary and broken and scattered those who need a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, comprehensive health ministry is meeting people's needs in a practical way that shows the love of Jesus, whether it's sharing a a loaf of whole wheat bread with your neighbor, whether it is sharing Christ in your personal practice, or whether it is sharing Christ in one of our very technologically advanced medical centers. Medical missionary work is God's plan for reaching the hearts of people. Uh, Ellen White's letter of 110 in 1902, medical missionary work has been presented as the entering wedge of present truth. It is by this work that hearts are reached and those once prejudiced are softened and subdued. This is the work that is to be done today. Ministry of Healing, page 144. Medical missionary work is the pioneer work of the gospel. In the ministry of the word and in medical missionary work, the gospel is to be preached and practiced. We can show Christ's love and compassion in turning our local churches into centers of life and health, thus fulfilling the General Conference Health Ministries Department's goal of making every local church a community health center. You see, there will be a strong emphasis on this this weekend as various presenters take their part in giving their testimony. Resources that are produced by many of you and by our different health ministries departments can be used for practical Christian witnessing by our church members who can easily share with their neighbors how God intends for people to live in a very practical way using heaven-inspired health habits, preventive health strategies, and simple, inexpensive home health procedures and interventions. Every church, a community health center, is one of the most inexpensive and effective preventive health care approaches presenting healthy lifestyle modifications and telling the world about God's complete plan of restoring the whole person. Medical Ministry, page 188 the medical missionary work is as the right hand and arm to the third angel's message, which must be proclaimed to a fallen world. I want you to get the picture as to this incredible link between the proclamation of the third angel, the loud cry, and medical missionary work. You see, the three angels' messages of Revelation 14, full of hope, grace, righteousness, and judgment, are to be presented through God's power, comprehensive health ministry, and health reform are to play a strong role in that loud cry. Stressing the importance of this work, we read in Councils on Diet and Foods, page 75. The health reform is as closely related to the third angel's message as the arm to the body but the arm cannot take the place of the body. The proclamation of the third angel's message, the commandments of God, and the testimony of Jesus is the burden of our work. The message is to be proclaimed with a loud cry and is to go to the whole world." Quote. So health reform and medical missionary work is not the body but it is the right hand, the right arm, that gives incredible power to accomplishing God's great mission. Now, Seventh-day Adventists are the only ones, to my knowledge, who are proclaiming the third angel's message. And Seventh-day Adventists will proclaim the loud cry. Changes need to take place in all of us before the final loud cry goes forth. It's going to be given amidst a storm of persecution, which is going to have an effect on all of us. Again, Councils on Diet and Foods, page 32. Very interesting counsel for each of us. God's people are not prepared for the loud cry of the third angel. They have a work to do for themselves which they should not leave for God to do for them. He has left this work for them to do. It is an individual work. One cannot do it for another. Now, because of this close working relationship between health reform and the third angel's message, there is work to be done in personal health before pastors, health professionals, and members will be given the power to proclaim the third angel's message as the loud cry. God wants us to be revived and reformed. And then, by his grace, we are going to see unusual power unleashed. Amen, conference attendees and members. I urge you to be on the vanguard that strongly proclaims and lives the clear link between biblical truth and our physical well-being. After all, we do believe that God has given unique light to the Seventh-day Adventist church regarding a healthy lifestyle and has charged us to tell the world. However, you are well aware of the challenges when we try to do this. We need wisdom, not fanaticism in our presentation of health practices, of health promotion, and comprehensive health ministry. I appeal to each of you, through the power of God, to wisely proclaim this precious message. Selected Messages, book three, page 285. Health reform, wisely treated, will prove an entering wedge where the truth may follow with marked success. But to present health reform unwisely has served to create prejudice with unbelievers, leaving the impression that we are extremists As the Amen organization, I urge you to wisely expand this work, the powerful blending of physical and spiritual ministry, but without fanaticism. God will help you to do it in the most judicious and careful way so that people will see the balance in God's message. In fact, it's already been mentioned this evening. Councils on Health, page 533. Ellen White indicated, I wish to tell you that soon there will be no work done in ministerial lines but medical missionary work. You see, some of us who carry a lot of activity in the area of direct ministerial and pastoral and evangelistic outreach will not be able to do it in the near future we will be all medical missionaries comprehensive health ministry the practical presentation of God's health principles is the answer to postmodernism, to the new age movement to mysticism and pagan philosophies which are part of the last day deceptions of the devil. I wanna urge each of you, do not fall prey to the strange fire of mystic belief and practice whether in health or in the spiritual life. Stay close to the holy word. Stay close to the spirit of prophecy. And a personal prayer connection with heaven will help you to discern what is correct, what is balanced, and what is from God. Avoid error and extremism, not through your own power, but through connection with God. You see, God is calling for us to be revived and to be reformed, both spiritually and physically. He's calling for us not to be satisfied with only the rich heritage that we have as a Seventh-day Adventist health ministry, but to renew our commitment to innovative approaches of health practices, health promotion, and comprehensive health ministry, which is absolutely essential for the last proclamation of the Advent movement. I want to appeal to you as health professionals and to our pastors who might be here, to unite under the power of the Holy Spirit, to let us understand and realize the power of a united, blended ministry approach, since Christ is the origin of all life and health. There's a magnificent quotation in Medical Ministry, page 12. The influence of the the Spirit of God Is the very best medicine that can be received by a sick man or woman. Heaven is all health. Magnificent. Heaven is all health. You see, the gospel message and comprehensive health ministry point to Christ as the master physician who unites us and brings us the revival and reformation that is so much needed personally and corporately. Ministry of Healing, page 143. The world needs today what it needed 1900 years ago, well, about 2000, a revelation of Christ. A great work of reform is demanded, and it is only through the grace of Christ that the work of restoration, physically, mentally, and spiritually, can be accomplished. As a strong supporting ministry of this church, you, as the Amen organization, should know that the General Conference has established a comprehensive health ministry committee. It's chaired by someone who helped establish the Amen organization, my wonderful colleague and good friend and assistant in my office, Mark Finley. Mark is chairing that with co-chairs of Alan Handysides, our health ministries department director, and Jerry Page, who is our ministerial association secretary. A blended approach as to how we can truly accomplish what God has asked for us to do in these last days. And this committee has shared insights at our recent 2012 annual council, and they're gonna be sharing a lot more in the future. In fact, at the recent annual council, I shared with the world leaders, many of the thoughts that I'm sharing with you tonight, that medical missionary work, comprehensive health ministry, is God's health plan for the last days. It is God's special intervention for a world that is in chaotic condition. I want to challenge each of you to become completely committed to the practical implementation of comprehensive health ministry for the church locally, as we've heard just this evening, and also globally. It's vital that health professionals and pastors understand the importance of comprehensive health ministry in relation to the proclamation of the third angel's message of Revelation 14. God is calling you to be a part of his great united and blended team. God needs more of you as amen participants. He wants to see this work proliferate around the world. Christ proclaimed in the last two verses of Matthew 9, we read those, that the potential for harvesting was there but the dedicated missionaries were few and that we should pray that the Lord would send people into the harvest. As Amen members, are you willing to persevere in this work? Are you committed to pushing ahead regardless of what may happen? Are you willing to follow Christ's call to comprehensive health ministry? How persistent are you in accomplishing it? In the book of Mark, chapter 2, we read a fascinating story of how Christ blended the spiritual and the physical. It indicates that Christ entered Capernaum in verse 1, and the news went out like wildfire. Jesus was there. Immediately, a large crowd gathered at Peter's house so that it was impossible to find a place. The second verse in Mark chapter 2 says that he preached the word to them. Now, whether you're a health professional, a minister, a layperson, we are to share the biblical word with everyone. People long long. For truth. In Capernaum, there was a depressed, dejected, helpless invalid. He had fallen into despair and had lost hope of recovery. According to Desire of Ages, his sickness was a result of sin. He was full of bitter remorse. He was a very sad case of physical mental, social, and spiritual illness. He had asked the religious leaders for relief from his mental and physical condition, but they had pronounced him incurable. The man was helpless and discouraged, but then he heard about Jesus. You know, people all around us are helpless and discouraged until they hear about Jesus. As amen professionals, tell your patience and tell the world about the life-saving power of Jesus Christ. Let them hear you tell your testimony. Well, the invalid heard that others as sinful and helpless as he had been healed. His friends encouraged him to be carried to Jesus. However, his hope fell when he remembered how sin had caused his disease. Actually, what he desired more than anything else was a relief from the burden of sin. Many today have burdens and want to be relieved of those sinful burdens simply by hearing Christ speak to them. The invalid wanted to see Jesus and receive the assurance of forgiveness. There was no time to lose. We're told that the flesh was decaying on him. He asked his friends to carry him to where Jesus was. They gladly did. and Verse 3 indicates this. However, when the five of them arrived at Peter's home, they realized that the crowd was too dense to even hear Jesus. They tried many times to press their way through the crowd, but with no success. The paralytic felt so close and yet so far. How could he give up hope? He would do anything to see Jesus. How about you? Will you do anything to see Jesus? Are you that anxious to see Jesus in your life as a health professional? How much energy are you willing to put into staying close to Jesus? Well, this poor invalid had an idea. He enlisted his friends to take him to the roof, and it was a wonderful exhibition of having wonderful friends, spiritually minded friends who were willing to help him to see Jesus. And really, that's what the Amen organization is all about people who love jesus helping each other to see jesus and helping others to see him now in verse four it indicates that they began to tear the roof apart since that was the only way to get to jesus imagine the confusion inside the home when debris starts falling from the ceiling and then The ceiling opens and the scripture says so when they had broken through they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. A bed was coming through the ceiling. Jesus looked into the pleading eyes of that invalid. He waited for the words of forgiveness from Jesus. What faith this man and his four friends had. They went through the roof to see Jesus. Am I willing to go through the roof? Are you willing to go through the roof to see Jesus? Well, verse 5 records the words that the paralytic longed to hear from Jesus. Son, your sins are forgiven you. The words were like music to his ears. The burden of despair rolled from his shoulders. He had the peace of forgiveness. Desire of Ages, page 268, indicates, in simple faith, he accepted the words of Jesus as the boon to new life. He urged no further request, but lay in blissful silence, too happy for words. He wasn't healed yet, but spiritually he was healed. The self-centered religious leaders in the room exchanged glances at each other, remembering their unsympathetic rejection of this poor invalid. In their hearts, they accused Jesus of blasphemy and thought they could use this as a pretext for sentencing Christ to death. Jesus fixed his gaze upon those religious leaders and reading their thoughts he said as recorded in verse 9 and 10 which is easier to say to the paralytic your sins are forgiven you or to say arise take up your bed and walk going on but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins he said to the paralytic I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. The man jumps to his feet. He has the strength of youth and the glow of good health. The wonderful love of Jesus. He heals the guilty of their sins and provides new physical life. The former paralytic told the world about it. If he were alive, He'd be here tonight telling his testimony. The same power that created each of us restored that man. The healing of the body by Christ was evidence of Christ's power that renews the heart. This is what comprehensive health ministry is all about it is a blended ministry of which you are a part. Ministry of Healing, page 144. We should ever remember that the object of the medical missionary work is to point sin-sick men and women to the man of Calvary who taketh away the sin of the world. By beholding him, they will be changed into his likeness. We are to encourage the sick and suffering to look to Jesus and live. What a powerful testimony. So comprehensive health ministry is meeting people's needs in a practical way that shows them the love of Jesus. Medical ministry, page 250. No line is to be drawn between the genuine medical missionary work and the gospel ministry. These two must blend. They are not to stand apart as separate lines of work. They are to be joined in an inseparable union even as the hand is joined to the body. Same book, page 237, Medical Ministry. The medical missionary work has never been presented to me in any other way than as bearing the same relation to the work as a whole as the arm does to the body. The gospel ministry is an organization for the proclamation of the truth and the carrying forward of the work For the sick and well. This is the body. The medical missionary work is the arm. And Christ is the head over all. Thus the matter has been presented to me. Counseled directly from heaven. Christ. The master physician. The master health professional. Is coming soon. We're called to revival and to reformation. A call to humble ourselves before God as we take up Christ's message of hope and judgment found in Revelation 14. A call to lift high before the entire world the special messages about healthy lifestyle change and comprehensive health ministry. A call to live up to the highest Christian and professional standards of your respective health professions, and at the same time to help train church members in simple health practices that can be shared with neighbors and communities. We're to point people to the master physician who went about teaching, preaching, and healing and promises to bring about complete restoration. We're called to comprehensive health ministry, which points people to the true medical missionary, Jesus Christ, the master physician, the savior, and our soon coming king who says to us and the world through us, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This work is so closely tied to God's biblical message of truth, to the precious message of righteousness by faith in Christ, to the proclamation of the three angels' messages and the sacredness of the seventh-day Sabbath. It's connected with the incredible sanctuary service and message portraying the salvation process, which we need to study and share with earnestness since at this very moment... Christ is interceding for us in a literal most holy place in heaven. Since comprehensive health ministry is so closely tied to the loud cry, are you willing to go from this amen conference at the end of the weekend, committed to Christ, to his righteousness, to revival and reformation, to a continued study of God's word, of following the spirit of prophecy counsel, of praying for the latter reign of the Holy Spirit, for carrying out comprehensive health ministry in your practice, pointing people to the master physician who can provide abundant life and sharing with the world the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you wish tonight, at the beginning of this Amen Conference, to commit yourself to God's great call for your testimony of a blended ministry in proclaiming the gospel and using comprehensive health ministry, if you would like to commit yourself to that Would you quietly join me in standing, in commitment? Standing before our master physician. As you go through this weekend, I urge each of you to recognize that the work which God has called you to do is one of the most important areas of helping people to understand that the Savior our precious creator and redeemer is the one who is calling people to be restored through his power and he is wanting to use you. I invite you for the next two or three minutes to simply affirm this commitment by praying together and asking the Lord to completely seal this commitment through an unbelievable burden placed upon your heart to truly participate in comprehensive health ministry. I invite you to turn to the person next to you and to pray together a short prayer of commitment. And then I will close. Please pray together. This media was produced by Audioverse for Amen. Adventist Medical Evangelism Network. If you would like to learn more about Amen, please visit www.amensda.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.